Hi, I'm Maddie Fox, Content Manager in the Communication Office. Welcome to the Darlington Podcast. Today, I'll be talking with members of the Darlington community who played an important role in the first ever Extra Special People, or ESP, camp in Rome this month. ESP exists to create transformative experiences for people with disabilities and their families, changing communities for the better. They host an annual summer camp in Athens, Georgia every year, but this year ESP hosted its first ever camp expansion right here in Rome. Joining me today is Darlington parent Jessica Carney and her daughter Lainey, who is in 10th grade. The Carneys are also joined by senior Walker Sermons. Thank you all for joining us today. Welcome to the Darlington Podcast, a production of Darlington School in Rome, Georgia. Join us as we take a look inside and outside our classrooms and connect with students, teachers, alumni, and more. So many of our students are giving back to the community this summer, and we as a school are so excited to see that. Because Service Beyond Self is a central pillar of our mission here at Darlington, we wanted to use this podcast episode to highlight members of the Darlington community who are giving back this summer. So I'm so excited to be chatting with you all today um, about the first ever ESP camp in Rome. So thank you all for being our guest today. Um, so first, I would love to for each of you to kind of share a little bit about your connection to ESP. Jessica, let's start with you. Um, I recently read a blog that you wrote on a platform called Caring Bridge about your son, Dempsey, and your history um, working with students who have special needs. So I would love it if you could kind of share a little bit about that story and how you became connected with extra special people. Yeah, so thank you so much, Maddie. Um, my mom began to work in a special needs classroom when I was in the eighth grade. And when my dad was home and they were having special events, um, he would take me. So that's where my involvement became with this type of population. Um, so it's, it's been very close to my heart um, ever since then. So um, I would attend Special Olympics, bowling, um, field trips to the mall. So um, my involvement has been pretty much my whole entire life. So um, after Kyle and I got married, um, we lived in Augusta. And once we came home from Augusta, I also began to work a special needs camp here in Rome that was called Camp Good Times. So I was kind of familiar to the camp world for special needs children. And basically what we would do is we would go on bowling field trips. We would have activities out of the Garden Lakes Rec Center. Um, my most favorite memory is taking these, these children to um, an animal safari right outside of LaGrange, Georgia. So just the, you know, the excitement on these children's faces um, was just something that brings you so much happiness, seeing them being happy. Um, so fast forward, Kyle and I will um, have had a special needs boy for um, almost 11 years. So on Tuesday, our Dempsey will be 11 and um, so it's really incredible how the Lord has put all of my puzzle pieces together um, of having my own special needs child. Um, Dempsey is nonverbal, uh, but I always tell people Dempsey blesses so many lives with just the smile on his face and the little noises that he makes. Um, Dempsey is pretty high functioning as far as he does know his family members and his friends. So um, we're super thankful for that. Um, so after Dempsey was born, a lady named Kate 
um, was a special ed teacher at Pepperell, and Kate so willingly offered an invitation to our family to an event in Athens for ESP called Big Hearts. So Kyle and I attended Big Hearts. We sat through Big Hearts and cried the whole entire time because it was such an incredible event. So these students that are involved in Big Hearts get up on the stage and they perform their talent or they do just a simple dance or just roll out onto the stage and feel like they've been rolled onto the red carpet. Um, so the Georgia football players are involved in this event. So it was just an incredible event. And when Kyle and I left, we, uh, we immediately became supporters of ESP because it's just such an amazing organization. It's been around for about 35 years. Um, one lady began this nonprofit organization and changed the community around Athens. So the Athens location serves over 700 families. So we come home and we think that we're going to be, you know, life changers here in Rome with special needs families and, and be able to do something like this. And um, Kyle and I were crazy. Um, Kyle and I were basically trying to survive of having a brand new special needs child. Um, Davis, our middle child that'll be in seventh grade, was two and Lainey was only four. So life with a special needs child did not allow very much free time to plan. So fast forward, um, Java Joy was brought to Rome through Amy and Gaines Dempsey's super hard work. And this community is so appreciative for what they have done and how hard they have worked and continued to push through all of the challenges that have come through COVID. Um, so Kyle and I were asked to be on a little fundraising board for Joy, and it just so worked out that Kyle and I were able to host the very first Java Joy event on our farm. So that was super, super cool. So um, at that time, the only thing that was happening was Java Joy. And once again, um, Gaines and Amy worked super, super hard and got funding for Rome to hire another coordinator. Her name is Sarah Faraba. Um, she as well was involved in ESP at Athens and her heart is incredible. Um, Sarah has a love for people with disabilities and you can just tell that the Lord has her exactly where she is supposed to be. And her heart is just um, incredible. And she is doing an amazing job. So she was brought on. They started the after school programming, which is called 360. And First Methodist is so um, generous to let ESP use their facilities for after school activities. And then they do a monthly family dinner. Um, so there's so many different ways for the families of this community with children with disabilities to become involved. The families come in for dinners once a month. And it, basically what ESP is trying to build a community with these families so that they can fall on one another and just have these transformative experiences. Um, so then um, the, the dream was birthed to have a Rome camp. So Back about six months ago, Laura called Laura Whitaker. She's the executive director of ESP. She took over when she was in college at Athens because the lady that found it 
um, Martha passed away with cancer. So Laura took over at a very young age and has taken this program um, beyond what anybody ever thought that it would be. Um, so she does an amazing job as well. So Laura texted and said, hey, we've hired a new guy. His name is Alex. Y'all are going to love him. Um, we're coming to Rome. Can we have dinner with your family? So sure. So we went downtown to a local restaurant and enjoyed meeting Alex. And he's going to be a great asset to the ESP family in Athens. Um, so we were finishing up our dinner and Alex leaned back in his chair as Kyle was paying his, our check. And Alex said, I can't think of a better place to have the first ever ESP summer camp other than Camp Carney. And I looked at Kyle and he knew that he was in trouble. <laughs> so that night um, we went away with the thought that we would be able to host camp here. And after several, several plan months of planning and just locking in the location, we did host the very first summer camp here on our farm. So this property that we live on. It's almost 100 acres. Um, my husband's grandfather, John Dempsey, purchased this property um, in the early 60s, and Kyle actually would take me hunting on this property when we were in high school. So pretty special piece of land. Um, we had no idea that we would ever be able to purchase it, but we purchased it and built a farm here about five years ago, and we have a we have two ponds here on the location. So the front pond, the campers were able to fish. The back pond that has a fountain allowed the campers to kayak. And then the main activities were hosted in the barn. And then each afternoon, the kiddos would swim. So we're just super excited how the Lord has used us to allow this amazing experience to happen here in Rome. So the next week of camp is July 18th and the camp is from 9 a.m. to 3 o'clock um, and it's just an incredible experience for these children um, with these disabilities but not a, not only the children that attend this camp but every single parent that dropped their child off in the welcome wagon car line left this farm with a smile on their face. There has not really been a camp in Rome that the kids have been able to do all these different activities on one piece of property. They're, they have to be, you know, kiddos in wheelchairs, have to be put in special buses. Um, so, you know, you spend so much time in transportation with a group of kids. And, and we had 32 campers this past this past time. Um, so if you can just imagine loading up 32 campers, um, three of those kiddos were in wheelchairs and then the 32 buddies. So every camper that attends camp has their own buddy and that buddy stays with them every single day of camp and they build relationships. So that's just a little bit about where um, this all started. And we're just we're super, super thankful for the opportunity, but we are also so appreciative for the community involvement. Um, it has just been incredible how this community has rallied around this organization that is new to Rome and there's never been anything like it. Um, so when Sarah and I sat down in the beginning stages of planning, I asked Sarah to please create an Amazon wish list and 
Um, I think she was kind of surprised by my request because she had no idea that the Rome and Darlington community would be so supportive. So all of these Amazon wish list items came directly to our farm. So I would line everything up in our garage and take pictures of it. And I would send it to the Rome ESP staff. And each day was like Christmas to them. And they just could not believe that this was happening in Rome, Georgia, and the community was just sending these gifts um, so willingly. So the whole process from eight years ago when we were first taken to ESP to right now has just been incredible. So thank you. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing. So Lainey, um, obviously you are um, Jessica's daughter, so your sibling attended. Um, but then Walker, you also had a sibling that was a camper, as well as you attending as a buddy. So could you share a little bit about how you and your family became connected with the camps and what that was like for you all? So my sister Ivy, um, she's deafblind, and this year for the first time after school, ESP, um, they'd have different activities for her, and she would go with her classmates to the church and. They just have different activities set up every day. So that's how we started with ESP. And then when it came out that the camp was going to be in Rome, she signed up and we tried to be as involved as, like, as involved as we could. And she's had a great time with it and had a lot of experiences with it. And so throughout this school year and this summer, she's been heavily involved with ESP. And so our families trying to volunteer as much as we can for ESP. Yeah, that's great. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. Um, so Lainey, could you talk a little bit about what that was like for you to see Dempsey getting to experience this camp and to be there with him? Um, were you now were you his buddy or did you have a different buddy? And could you share a little about that? So I had a buddy and her name was Jasmine Arnold. She is autistic, I think. What is she? I don't know. What? Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Um, anyways, Start over. she is 31 years old and she has always had this sweet smile on her face. And my grandmother, uh, Regina Laney, actually taught her, taught Jasmine at Pepperell. Um, and so it was really cool to be able to just like relate to everything my family has had like with in Jasmine's life and it was incredible to just be able to see her and so many other special needs people's smiles and just like allowing them to be able to have a great week. So Dempsey, he also um, came down to camp. He had uh, different people with him every day from our, our life. Um, that come and work with them and they came down and he would, he was really hot all the time, but he always had a smile on his face and he was laughing and he was just enjoying it. And so it was just a really cool moment to see two sides of like totally people's different life and seeing how camp brought everyone together. And that's awesome. Um, you touched on a little bit earlier, Jessica, the activities that campers got to do on your property at the camp. 
Um, could you all share a little bit more about what structure, what does every day look like at camp? And then as a buddy, Walker and Lainey, what are you just doing all the activities with your buddy? Like what is, what is a day in the life of ESP camp look like? Um, so every day we got like the whole camp got split into two different groups. And so you'd have two activities and then lunch and then another activity. And so like, with each activity, you try to help your camper, but you want them to be as independent as they can because it's some of the only times that they can do activities with their friends or by themselves. And so you try to, you try to guide them to make sure that they're having fun and that they have everything they need. Um, but you try to let them be like as independent as they can and let them be creative with how they want to do things. And so then usually like with swimming, all the campers would play basketball or they'd do something as a group together and you just kind of watch over and make sure they're having fun is one of the biggest ideas, make sure they're enjoying their time. So I'll talk a little bit about uh, the parent aspect. So with Dempsey living on this farm, I wanted to try to create um, the most normal experience for him. So we would load him up in his handicapped van and we would drive down the service road to the barn where the, the welcome wagon happened. And the welcome wagon, the kids are, you know, required to turn up their music, roll down the windows. We were super cool and we opened our minivan doors. Um, so that was fun. But the staff of ESP, and the volunteers of ESP lined the driveway and they had a mic each morning welcoming every single camper. So when your camper arrived, each buddy went to meet their their buddy. Each, each worker went to meet their buddy. And um, so you got linked up with your buddy right in the beginning of the day. So you formed that bond right away. Um, so it was just super cool to um, experience that as a normal parent. Um, you know, I've always dropped Laney and Davis off at camp and driven off and gone about my everyday life, but I've, I've never had that experience with Dempsey. So um, I tried to be normal the first day and um, I drove into town to go to Starbucks and was going to do some errands. I made it through Starbucks and I came right back because I wanted to be a, a, a part of camp and I didn't want to miss anything. So um, just such a high energy event every single day. Could you all, each of you, share a little bit about maybe what your favorite moment or the most meaningful part of the week was for you? My favorite part was my um, buddy, his name is Anthony. When he first came, he was pretty shy. He didn't want to talk to a lot of people. He's like very to himself. And at the end of every day, we played music and he would not dance. He was very against it. But then by the end of the week, he loved to dance. Like he wanted to talk to as many people as he could. And he, I guess, came out of his shell and really got comfortable with just being himself and having fun. And so he went from, I think, like really nervous because he didn't know what to expect to feeling like he had a big friend group and people that he could be himself around. And I think he learned and grew a little bit throughout the camp. So watching him kind of evolve from being shy to a few days later being really outgoing to meeting everyone he could was my favorite part. Um, my favorite part was 
probably when Jasmine got her white apron. So a white apron is pretty much, it signifies like that that person gets a job at Java Joy as like an employee. And so at the last day of camp on Friend Friday, Jasmine was like right beside me and we were dancing and, and flag and flags like this big thing that we do every morning. It's like where we give out brags, which is like saying when someone did something good and we, they, they called Jasmine out and they said they made her go into the middle of the circle and they had two employees from Java Joy that had their white apron on and they just went and they like put, gave her a white apron and I was bawling. Everyone around me was just smiling and it was just so like, so just amazing to watch and, see and then i and when jasmine turned around and she looked at me she just smiled and then she started bawling and because she saw me crying and it was just it was a moment i probably will never forget just because of how incredible it was to watch and see how the little things affect like these people and it just means so much i'm sure that's just one, you know, kind of small story of, you said there were over 30 campers and I'm sure all 30 plus of those campers had, you know, a special and meaningful moment, just like that one that Jasmine had. What kind of impact do you guys see this camp having on the campers by the end of the week? I know Walker, you were saying your buddy loved to dance by the end of the week and he came out of his shell. So what, overall, what kind of impact are you guys seeing at the end of a week? of ESP camp? So I'll talk from a parent standpoint and yes, every single camper came out of their shell, was willing to try just something new, maybe not all the way, but try something new. And the confidence that these kiddos built throughout the week was incredible. Um, but also something that has really stuck with me is how these volunteers pull together to help each other. And I have seen change in the kiddos from Darlington that I personally know in a big way. So, you know, this camp is meant for these campers. However, these young high schoolers had a transformative experience as well because each one of them had to step outside of their comfort zone and be willing to sacrifice a whole week of their summer. Um, so that right there was amazing to watch the volunteers as well. That, thank you for sharing that. That's fantastic. Um, so on that note, what, could you guys share, maybe from a student perspective, why do you think it's important for students and members of the broader Darlington community to get involved with programs like ESP? And what are some areas that you can identify where people could get involved? I think it's important because you learn that there's a lot of kids who feel like they don't have friends or that they are not included and that you can completely change their world in one week. Um, it's really inspirational learning how to work with kids that um, don't 
I guess that they don't feel like they fit in, like making it where they're comfortable and being themselves. And so I think that by doing that, you learn how to be a bigger person, how to be kinder to everyone. Um, and I think that it kind of helps you be appreciative of what you have and just like your ability to do day to day activities independently. So I think a lot of kids get inspired and are very appreciative after they do a camp. Um, I think that it honestly changes your perspective on so many things in life and it makes you just want to go out and enjoy your life. I guess like people take things so for granted all the time and I think camp just is a good way to transform your mind. Like I think I had one of the most happy weeks in my life in a long time. And it just, it is just a, such a great experience, not just for the campers, but the volunteers, because you get to go watch and experience all these fun things. And you get to watch these people take, take steps and like learn new things and face their fears. Like, it's just so just I, like I can't even speak words just how amazing it is to see and it it's definitely changed my my mind about a lot of things and I'm sure it's changed so many other volunteers perspectives and it's just incredible so is there any kind of advice that you would give to students who maybe are volunteering for the next session or would like to what Walker and Laney what is one piece of advice that you would give them uh, to keep an open mind that most of these kids never have the opportunities that they're about to have at camp so if they get really excited and they don't like they run off a lot not to get frustrated or if they're really shy and they don't want to do anything just like be patient and try to help them become comfortable and not to get frustrated. Um, I think just to not be scared at all. Like you're coming into something you know nothing about and you're, they're probably all terrified right now because they have no clue what to expect. Okay. Final question, unless you all have anything else you want to share. Um, Jessica, could you remind our listeners of the dates and times for the next session? And if there's anything they would like to do to get involved, who should they reach out to? Thank you, Maddie. So the next session is July 18th through July 22nd. And this will be our last week of camp until next summer. Um, currently, there are five kids on the waiting list. So we do need volunteers. Um, the volunteers must be 15 years of age and it's preferably um, high school and college kids because simply um, you don't stop. You are moving from the barn, from a dance party to the archery area, to fishing, to the swimming pool, to kayaking. It is an extremely busy week for these volunteers. So uh, 
Yes, I know that there are a lot of people that are 50 and are in great shape, but the target age for these volunteers is high school and college. And simply because the campers are about the same age and that's who they really connect and relate with most. Um, so we do need volunteers. Um, Sarah Faraba at ESP um, can help us out there. So there are two set dates for training before camp begins on the 18th, but there are some kiddos that are at camp that week and cannot make it to that volunteer. So it's going to be a specific situation where if someone can volunteer, do not let the fact that you cannot make it to one of those training dates the week before stop you. Sarah can work with you Sunday night or Monday morning to get you trained. Um, and it's a very short training session, but you may have a kiddo that has some medical issues and you need to kind of know what you're looking for or different behaviors. And if this kid does this, how do you handle this? Um, and going through the station. So it, it's not a long training, but it is required. Um, so also, we will be having another Friends Friday and the community is invited to that and strongly encouraged. So the community arrives at 8.30, Java Joy serves coffee and then the community gets to participate in the welcome wagon. And this is where the, um, the campers are brought through car line and get to be cheered on like they have rolled out a red carpet to show up to the barn. So a super incredible experience. And then like Lainey said before, flag and brag time is really important to these kiddos. So um, during the brag time, the they brag on the campers and the community and the volunteers. So it's just a really special time and the community gets to experience that on Friday. I think last Friday, um, Friends Friday lasted from about 8.30 to 10. However, if you can't stay until 10, um, there's no problem with leaving. But it's just really cool to see how um, these kiddos have connected throughout the week. Um, it was a huge success um, last Friday. I think that it will be even bigger. But to, to kind of hone down on that point, we need volunteers. We do not want any kids to be left on this wait list because we do not have enough volunteers. So be willing to step out of your comfort zone and change someone's life during ESP camp July 18th. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing. And we absolutely encourage all of our listeners to get involved, um, step up and volunteer. And it sounds like a really, really amazing week. So thank you all for being with us today to share about your experience with Extra Special People Camps. We're glad that you tuned in to this episode of the Darlington Podcast. Tune in each week wherever you like to listen to podcasts and don't forget to subscribe. You can check out today's show notes at darlingtonschool.org slash podcast. If you have any questions about today's program or ideas for a future episode, send an email to communications at darlingtonschool.org. The Darlington Podcast, a production of Darlington School in Rome, Georgia, is a collaboration between the communication, advancement, and IT teams, and the intro music is student-produced. See show notes and hear more episodes at www.darlingtonschool.org podcast.